Welcome to Dealmaker Diaries, where you hear directly from the dealmakers who you invest with. M&A, real estate syndication, and more. Strap in for unparalleled advice, wisdom, and insight from some of the world's best business minds with Don Thomas and G1C Group. Welcome, guys, to another episode of Dealmaker Diaries. Today we have with us Mr. Fred Moskowitz. So did you know that you're able to buy and own mortgage notes and be the one receiving monthly payments just like a bank does? There's, there's been a myth that only banks and financial institutions are the ones that are able to own notes. However, nothing could be further from the truth. The concept of lending and debt as a business has existed since biblical times. Thankfully, there has never been a better time for individuals to diversify their investments and learn about one of the most powerful asset classes. In the world of mortgage notes, you are invested in something that is backed and protected by physical collateral. So let's take a listen with Mr. Fred Moskowitz and listen to some of the valuable information that he's storing upon us today. And let's give him a warm welcome to the show. Let's go. Hey, Fred, welcome to the show today. How are you? Doing wonderful. Thank you, Donald. Thank you for having me on today. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah. So, Fred, before we jump in, why don't you um, give us a quick introduction about yourself and your background? Yeah, thank you. A uh, little bit about my background. I started out having a long and successful career working as a computer engineer. And I spent many years working at different tech companies, a lot of startups <laughs> uh, during the dot-com boom days. And what happened was that I watched my entire industry get flipped upside down during the bursting of the dot-com bubble. And if you remember around that time, it was coincided with the September 11th terrorist attacks. And so there was all this turmoil in the world and the tech industry was in shambles. The job market was in the toilet. And so I quickly realized that I was way too dependent on the income from my job. I loved the work I was doing, It was, but it was always <clears throat> a job full of all of these circumstances completely out of my control. And what I learned was that no matter how talented of an engineer I was or how valuable of an employee I was, if things were not going well in the industry or if the company went under, I would quickly lose my job through no fault of my own. And so that is where I came to the realization that I needed to have other sources of income so that I wouldn't be so dependent on the paycheck for my job because I was taking on that huge risk. And so with that, I turned to alternative investments because my whole approach, my whole objective was buying and building assets that generate income and on an ongoing basis. That's what I wanted to do. And I started out with real estate, built up a rental portfolio. And after a number of years, I started exploring the world of note investing, where instead of buying the real estate, we're buying the paper that's behind all the real estate transactions, the debt 
Uh, and and so uh, I found that to be very powerful. And today, that's that's my main my main investment focus is investing in notes, mortgage notes. Okay. So yeah. So why don't we um, dig into that? So so for yeah. those who who've never even heard of that, what exactly is a mortgage note? I mean, you you briefly talked about it, but what is it? And yeah. It what what is mortgage notes? Right. Uh, a lot of people like to invest in real estate, all different kinds. You got single family houses or commercial property or vacation property, multifamily apartment buildings. But what if we talk about investing in the paper? And the paper refers to the notes and mortgages that are associated with all those properties, right? Most investors buy real estate with leverage and they take out financing. And so for us as investors, it's an opportunity to invest in that financing. And I feel that it's a really interesting part of the real estate business, Donald. It really is. But a lot of real estate investors, they don't pay any attention to it. Most investors, when they think about a note and a mortgage, they think about being the borrower and not as being the lender. But when you get involved in note investing, basically you're stepping across the aisle and becoming the bank. And so you transition from being the one making the monthly payments to being the one receiving the monthly payments. And so note investing, it's a great way to increase the predictability of your cash flow. And I feel that it gives so much financial stability to an investor. Yeah, and I find it interesting that when you say you step across the aisle and you become the bank, because I know, I think the banks and the advertising industry have sold this, um, they sold this theme of owning a home as the American dream. And they like to tell everyone that um, your homes are assets, but Really, the assets are the mortgages that the banks hold, right? I mean, those are the real assets yeah. that pay them day in and day out, month after month after month. Yes, that, I mean, that's and, true. And I think it's real. It's a really sticking point with a lot of people because there's so much pride and emotion that goes into with owning a home. But there it's is. really, if you think about uh, assets and liabilities, assets like Kill Yourself yeah. says, it's something that puts money in your pocket day in and day out. That's right. That's right. Exactly. But now, taking the other side of that, we all need a place to live. Yes. Right? And and absolutely what you said is true. There's a lot of pride and emotion that goes into uh, our homes. Absolutely. Um, however, it's important to keep in mind for, for you, if you, as the homeowner, your home is not generating cash flow and income for you. It's generating it for the lender. And so right. it's an important distinction. If you have a rental property, whole different story. Absolutely. Um, so with, um, with known investing, uh, my focus, my business focus is we buy notes that were uh, already originated by the bank, and then they're sold on the secondary market. There exists this huge secondary market for mortgage notes where loans are bought and sold every single day. And most people have experienced that, where you uh, take out financing, you buy a house, or you refinance a house. And what happens is 
after two, three, maybe six months, you get a letter from the bank saying, dear Mr. or Mrs. Borrower, please be advised your loan is being sold to a new lender. Here's the new lender's contact information, their address. And starting next month, please send your payments to the new lender. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, lenders have the ability to sell your note, sell the note at any time. Uh, they just have to notify you. And the interesting thing that people always worry about is, and you see it in those letters, they say, don't worry, your interest rate, your payment amount, none of the terms of the financing will change. Everything is is as was agreed because that's a contract right. that you're, both parties are obliged to. However, the, the loan is being taken over by a new lender who's stepping into the shoes. And so for us as investors, we can do that. We can buy a note that exists and we're bound by the terms of that legal contract. And so you have all the rights to receive the payments and enforce the lien and be a secured lien holder against that property moving forward. Mm -hmm. And so for us as node investors, that's that's the basics of, of, of the transaction. Where node investing means you take your capital, you're using it to buy an asset, which is the loan, and then you're entitled to receive a cash flow from it. And one of the powerful things is loans are sold at a discount. They're sold for less than the amount of the loan, less than the amount owed. And what happens is with that discount, that increases your yields, your cash flow. Even though the borrower's still paying the interest rate they agreed to, for the investor, they're receiving a higher rate of return than an interest rate because of that discount. All right, so Fred, walk, walk me through it. So I want to buy a mortgage note. How do I go about accessing the secondary market that they're sold on and purchasing a loan? How does that work? Yeah, great question. So there is two ways to get involved in note investing. Uh, the first way is to buy an existing note on the secondary market, like I was talking about, going out, buying and negotiating those purchases, and then starting to build a portfolio of individual notes. Now, another way is to invest passively in a note fund. And a note fund is managed by, by a team where they raise capital from investors that are passive, and then the fund managers go out to the secondary market. They buy notes. They have relationships in place to do that. And um, and then they manage the portfolio and then use that to pay back investors a rate of return. And so at a high level, those are the two ways to get involved. So how, how do you go and buy individual notes? Well, the, uh, this industry is very much relationship-based. So to get involved in it, you have to go and meet people at industry conferences, at real estate investment events, where you're going to meet other node investors, and transactions can happen out of those relationships. But it's very much a relationship-based business. Okay. Um, yeah, and so for anyone that wants to build their own portfolio of notes, 
it's going to take some work. So getting good at networking, at building relationships, going out to different events and conferences where you can meet other node investors, <clears throat> and that's who you're going to be buying from. Okay, got it. Yeah, and I, I, that was going to be my next question when you talked about the raising money from investors. So it almost works sort of like a syndication, but instead of instead of you buying brick and mortar apartment builders, you're just buying the notes, which I would, which sounds like it might be a lot a lot safer, right? Well, it's yeah. So you're absolutely right. It's very similar to a real estate syndication, um, and the benefit for the investor is you're you're relying on and benefiting from the expertise, the experience, the relationships, the access to notes that the managers have. And so uh, it's very much like a, a, a syndication in structure and, and everything. Um, and there's no right or wrong answer about which road to take. For some people that want to be hands-on in the business, be active, then absolutely build up a, a note portfolio. It takes a lot of work and time, but it's really worthwhile. And for someone that maybe doesn't have time because you're a busy professional or you're a business owner and you're focused on your business, maybe being a passive investor is a better option for you. There's no right or wrong answer. Really, it comes down to how much time do you want to dedicate to note investing? Uh, if you're going to be active, you need a lot of time because it's it's an active business that you're getting involved in. Okay, and are these? Um, I would guess the notes are regulated by the SEC, just like any other security. Well, the note funds, yes, they're okay. they're um, done through offerings, and yeah, the the SEC is has oversight over that. And that's definitely falls into their jurisdiction. Um, now, for buying individual notes, um, that really is state specific. Okay. Uh, certain states require different levels of licensing, or they'll a lot of what's most common is certain states require that the loan be placed with a licensed loan servicer, and we can talk more about that what a loan servicer yeah. is. But when you do that, uh, that that fulfills a requirement and it's really beneficial. Um, I'm, I'm a big advocate of <clears throat> ordering your loans with a loan servicer, whether it's required or not. Um, a loan servicer, what, what is that? Let's break that down. Um, a loan servicer manages the note. And that in includes things like they collect the payments from the borrower, they send out the monthly statements, they'll take phone calls from the borrower, answer questions, they generate the tax statements that have to go out at the end of the year. Uh, if a loan's going to be paid off, they're the ones managing the and keeping track of the amortization schedule on the loan so that if a loan gets paid off or refinanced, They'll coordinate with the title company to send the payoff quote and handle uh, the closing to release the lien. And so all of this gets done. It's a lot of administrative work, but servicing companies are really good at that. Mm -hmm. And they charge a very reasonable fee. It's usually like $15 to $30 a month per note. Okay. And think about it. 
like this, the same way that a property manager manages a rental property on behalf of the owner, a note servicing company manages the note on behalf of the lender. And that's their role. And so it takes a lot of the the day-to-day, the hands-on details off your plate as an investor so that you can focus on finding deals and doing note investing because the admin work, that that's not uh, where, where you're making money in your business. Mm, and so it's yeah. important to let, let others that are good and have excellence in a specific area to do that. And you pay them for that. And it's one of your most important vendors in the business, I think. Yeah, I would say so as well. And um, your discount rate, do you find, so you said these are sort of a discount. Do you find those discounts increase during times like this when interest rates are being hiked? Do those discounts get deeper and can you purchase them for a better return on your investment? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of factors that influence the discounts. Uh, A big one is liquidity in the marketplace. So if there's a liquidity crunch, uh, that affects loan pricing on the resale market. For sure, um, but some other other areas are risk as well. Um, it's like any investment; if you're willing to take on more risk, you can negotiate a better discount and get a higher rate of return. And if you want a low risk, super safe, then your discount is going to be less, and that's okay because for every level of experience for an investor it's what you're comfortable with what you can handle and there's no right or wrong answer uh, but for most investors in any field when you're starting out you're gonna stick to low risk there's less problems uh, that's where you can get learn learn the ropes learn the business and then over time as you have more experience you build that up now you can start maybe looking at some higher risk loans in your portfolio uh, that you're comfortable with how to manage them and, and everything and how to solve different problems that come up. And then that that's that's a normal process in the growth of an investor, whether you're investing in notes and properties or any other type of assets, businesses, right? Think about this. Mm-hmm. If you were buying an existing business, mm-hmm. Which one will you negotiate a better discount on? The one that's running smooth, like a well-oiled machine and strong cash flow, or a business that is mismanaged and has a lot of problems that need to be solved and the cash flow is not strong? Absolutely. Right? It's same same idea. It's like like anything else in life. And so um that that's some of the fa- so those are some of the factors that come into play. Okay. And but I'm, for, I, for someone that can solve problems, it's a great opportunity to buy an asset at a lower price, and then you add value, you create value. And that's one of the strengths of an investor is being able to solve problems. And when you acquire an asset, you can build it into something with a higher value, creating that value. And then you'll profit very well from that. And are these... um. Can you finance the purchase of these notes? Are they financed or how, how does the purchasing work? Or is, is it all raising capital from investors? Or again, can I go to a credit union or a bank and have these financed? 
Yeah, there, there's not really financing for this. Mm-hmm. And so you need cash. Okay. Cash that you raise from other assets you have, or uh, maybe you have an asset like a property you can leverage and use that as a source of capital. Another area that I love talking about is using retirement account money. If you have an old 401k or an IRA from previous employer, that's a great source of capital for note investing. Um, it, it's it's really powerful. I find you know coming from the tech industry where people on average change jobs every two or three years, lots of people have. 401k from their previous employer. They didn't do anything with it. They left it sitting there. Mm-hmm. Well, what about, consider this, what about rolling that into a self-directed IRA and now you can self-direct and invest in the assets that you like, including mm-hmm. notes, right? It, it can be really powerful because if you have idle cash sitting in a retirement account, your earning is zero percent rate yeah. of return. If you're sitting on a huge amount of equity in a property you have, that might feel good, but it's not earning you anything. You're earning mm-hmm. zero on the, all that equity. And so some some definitely some different strategies where um, you can you can obtain the, the capital out of those assets and then redeploy them into something that earns you a higher rate of return. Okay. And I know you always you also talk about leveraging the power of um, HSAs or health savings accounts. How, do, how does that exactly work as well? Is it similar to a, a retirement account? Very similar. Yeah. So with HSAs, um, the the thing that I love about about HSAs is uh, consider this: the difference between let's talk about the difference between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA. In a traditional IRA, you don't pay taxes on the money going in, and then you grow the account, and then when you withdraw, now you pay taxes, mm-hmm. right? Right. Now, if we switch over to the Roth IRA, you pay taxes on the money before you put it in the account, but then the account grows and then when you withdraw, it's tax-free because you paid your taxes up front on the lower amount instead of paying it on the higher amount. Right. Right? So if we think about the the agricultural uh, reference, would you rather pay taxes on uh, on the seeds of your crop or on the harvest of your crop after you put in all that work and grown it into something of higher value? Would you rather pay on the seed or on the harvest? That's the difference. And with an HSA, it's the best of both worlds because you get a tax deduction when you contribute to the HSA. And then when you draw out of it, it's tax-free. So it's like the best of both worlds. That's powerful. (laughs) Yeah, so it's a lot of strategies. And any IRA custodian is able to do HSA accounts. The IRS has it all set up already. And so you can go to any IRA custodian and open an HSA account and they'll help you through that process. Okay. 
and I, and it's really, it's really <clears throat> powerful. Yeah. So, um, so which one of those do you use most often? Are you using them both interchangeably or do you use one more, much more often than the other? I use all of them. <clears throat> They're all different buckets. Okay. They're all different financial buckets that, that you have and, and you can utilize. And so which is the best one? The answer is all of them. Use all of the ones that that you're entitled to. Okay. These are the these are the the gifts that the government gives to us in the tax code. Right? Use them. They're mm -hmm. available to everyone. This is not some kind of technique that is only for the uh, rich and connected people from the country club. It's not like that. It's available mm -hmm. to anyone right in the tax code. The thing is that you have to learn about it. You have to self-educate, pursue the education, get those skills, and then you can utilize that. Yeah. Same way with owning rental properties, huge tax benefits for everyone that wants to put in the work and own rental properties. Yeah, the tax a lot code of people, is a playbook, A lot right? of people just won't do it. Yeah. They don't want to. It's too much work. It's hard. Absolutely, it is. But the payoffs can be huge. Yeah, absolutely. And Fred, you wrote the Little Green Book of Note Investing. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> the Little Green Book of Note Investing It is a book that I wrote with the whole premise of providing a high-level overview of the note investing industry, how it works, why do banks sell loans, uh, how to find notes, how to analyze them, how to pr perform due diligence. If you're looking at a note fund, we talk about that as well, how to analyze different note funds and what are some of the different characteristics there. And uh, also have a couple of chapters as well talking about self-directed retirement accounts and the different strategies and skills for uh, getting good at that, for incorporating that into your investing activities. So it really provides a good high-level uh, overview for anyone looking for an introductory, introductory uh, explanations. We have lots of case studies and examples. And so it's uh, it's great for anyone that wants to learn more about this amazing asset class. And it's available on Amazon. Okay, just yeah, I was going to ask, how, to, how do we grab yeah. that if we want to source on Amazon? Yeah, okay. just look it up. It's called The Little yeah. Green Book of Node Investing, or you can search by my name and it will come right up. All right, excellent. Okay, Fred, and so before we hop off, I want to drag you through a lightning round and see what see what makes you tick. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So um, what book or books have greatly influenced your life? Wow. There's there's several. I'll, I'll <clears throat> name them. Uh, so the first one that comes to mind, Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's fantastic. Mm. Another one is Tribes by Seth Godin one of the mm -hmm. top master marketers. Okay. Yeah. That's, that one's actually on my list. I'm going to have to, I haven't read it yet. But, yeah. It's okay. a good one. Um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, full of valuable lessons. That's a book that was written 
uh, almost a hundred years ago and everything in it is, is still uh, relevant and value today. Okay. And uh, one more I want to mention is Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. That's a book about networking and building relationships, which uh, I feel is one of the most important skills in my business for an mm -hmm. investor to have. Absolutely, networking. And that's a great title, too. Great title. Yeah. Never Eat Alone. The yeah. whole pre uh, storyline behind that book is the author uh, was working in a job like in a management consulting type role where he would travel to different cities and be camped out there for a couple of weeks at a time and then move on to the next assignment. And so wherever he went, he would organize these dinner parties mm -hmm. and he would put <clears throat> together like 20 people, colleagues that he knew and people that were in that city and he would set them up ahead of time. And so he started to get really well known for having these amazing dinners with an eclectic mix of, of really amazing people. Very cool. Uh, yeah. It's it's great, and for someone that's living in that lifestyle, I mean, I can imagine it gets lonely when you're you're moving around on a constant yeah. basis. So instead of um, taking a position that this is a negative thing, he made the best of it and created this whole networking environment, which is really cool. Yeah, that is. I like that. Love it. All right, and this next one is one I really like. I stole it from Tim Ferriss, but on what purchase of $100 or less has most positively impacted your life in the last six months or recent memory? For me, I would say it's my Logitech <clears throat> wireless key keyboard um, Bluetooth. Because what I do with that, it's it's wafer thin. It's like a quarter inch thick keyboard connects by Bluetooth to my phone. Mm -hmm. And now anywhere where I am, I can pull that out and start. I can write. I can write emails. I can uh, when I'm working on on a book project, I open up a note taking app and I write in there. It's awesome. And so if I'm traveling, I'm on the go. I just put that in my bag. It doesn't weigh, it's tiny, it's tiny, but it's a full like 12 inch, uh, length keyboard. And it just and connects it, to your phone by Bluetooth. By Bluetooth. Yeah. It connects by Bluetooth to your phone. It's made by Logitech, the same company that makes mouse and, and, um, keyboards and those type of devices. Yeah. Costs like $30. Okay, One of the yeah. best. <laughs> one of my favorite favorite uh items for sure yeah i guess that definitely comes in handy if you're working from your phone a lot because I, yeah, I get so many be... misspelled emails trying to type on that phone with these big thumbs yeah all the time you know i go <clears throat> out i'm on uh go out for an appointment on a client with a client and um you know they they reach out to say hey i'm something happened can we shift it two hours out well, if I'm downtown in the city, I'm not going to come back to the office. So just go to mm -hmm. a cafe, a coffee shop, pull out my phone, pull out my keyboard, 
and I can do my thing right there, yeah. wherever you are. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> All right, very cool. All right, and Fred, how has a failure or apparent failure set you up for later success? Yeah, that's a great question. <clears throat> you know, a, a mentor of mine, she she would always teach us lesson that you become the sum of all the obstacles that you've overcome in life. And so when you when we all hit obstacles and when when they come up for oftentimes it's very easy to get into a negative thought pattern about why did this happen to me and this is horrible and we tell ourselves this whole story and it can really spiral out of control. Now consider this. What if instead we come from a place of curiosity and say, this isn't happening to me. It's happening for me. What's the learning lesson coming out of this? What's, what is it for me to learn from so that I can get better moving forward? And so looking for those learning lessons, getting into a state of curiosity, you know, because if you get overcome by fear and anger and all these types of emotions, if you can shift that instead into a mode of curiosity, it dispels all those other emotions very quickly. You can quickly pivot just like that mm -hmm. and uh, shift your mindset. Very powerful. Yeah, just a slight shift in perspective can totally change the outcome from that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Okay, and um, a couple of more, and I'll get you out of here. So if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, metaphorically speaking, getting a message out to millions or billions of people, what would it say and why? Oh, I love this question. I would put a question on the billboard, simple question. Have you added value to someone's life today? Nice. Right. What if all of us focused on doing that once a day? It would change the world. Yeah. Yeah. It would. Right. Small, small things, small things have ripple effects and make a huge impact. Yeah, very nice. Love that one as well. Have you added value to someone's life today? All right, excellent. All right, and last one before we hop off. What is, no, in the last five years, what's a new belief, behavior, or habit that has most improved your life? In the last five years, I would say focusing on my health and fitness. Mm. It's something I've really taken seriously over the past five years. And I'll tell you what, Donald, for, uh, for those of us that are entrepreneurs, or business owners, consider this. We need a lot of energy. Mm right? To get out there yeah. in the world and do what we do. And so focusing on your health, exercising, eating well, having a good lifestyle, getting enough sleep, that keeps you in a mode of peak performance. Mm 
Hmm. And so that gives you the energy to go out there and do amazing things, achieve your goals and dreams. And so uh, that's something all of us should focus on is health and wellness. Absolutely. Because I've seen a lot of people, they chase after money and earn a lot of it. But then in the end, they've neglected their health. Yeah. And then you could quickly spend all the money you have trying to chase after recuperating poor health. Yeah. Very quickly spend a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Very good. Thanks, Fred. So, Fred, before we hop off, excuse me, if anybody wants to reach out and get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Yeah, thank you. A uh, couple couple ways. Best way um, is to visit my website, which is fredmoskowitz.com. Okay. And if you prefer an easier spelling, you can go to giftfromfred.com, and it will take you right to my website. Okay. And what I have there is a special offer. I have a, a special report about node investing. I'm happy to send that out by email to anyone that wants to request it. Uh, so just sign up and uh, we'll email that out to you. And if you prefer to text me, you can also text me by texting the keyword money to the phone number 215-461-4433 and then following the prompts there. But I love love networking. I love hearing from investors and hearing about what you're up to and uh, anyone that's interested in, in talking about node investing, great conversations to have. So always uh, look forward to connecting and uh, building relationships. All right. Thanks so much, Fred. So um, yeah, thanks so much for coming on to the show. I'm sure I'll be talking with you again soon. And Fred, what, what part of the country are you in? I'm on the East Coast. I'm in Philadelphia. Okay, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay. All right, Francis. Thanks so much again. I'll be talking to you again soon. Great. Thank you. All right. Thank you. There you have it, guys. Another episode of Dealmaker Diaries in the books. If you enjoy and or find value in what we're doing, please do leave us a nice review. It goes a long way in keeping the show moving in the right direction. For you investors... If you're looking for places to put your hard-earned capital to work, head on over to our website, g1cgrp.com, and sign up for our investor list to be informed of the different projects we're raising capital for that will provide you with the cash flow your investments so much deserves.